short to share with everybody today. And I was reading this morning, early, before I woke the kids up, before I woke the dog up, before I woke Lisa up, I was just reading the, the Christmas story in my Bible that's, man, super old and a million different highlighters on every page with little notes. And Luke chapter 2 is one of my favorite accounts of the birth of Jesus. And she, Mary, brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. We all know this story. The innkeeper said the inn is full. I mean, it was a stable available, a manger, there was animals around. And the savior of the world was born in that manger not wrapped in the most beautiful clothing, just wrapped in whatever they could find. And what stood out to me this morning is this thought I had that creation had no room for the creator of the universe. Isn't that one of the first little ironic moments we see in the birth of Jesus? The one who was there before time began. The one who spoke and the earth was formed. The one who spoke and the stars appeared in the sky. Three days after he said, let there be light and there was light. So think about that one. There was light first and then there was a source three days later. We so worry about the source sometimes. God just wants to just, just take the blessing. We'll worry about the source later, right? The one who spoke the stars into existence, the one who spoke, created man from the dirt, Right? We, we have an image sometimes of, of a, well, the Bible gives us the image of the Lord as a potter and we are the clay. And you think about man being formed from the earth, sometimes you have the, the picture of, of him forming the man's body, Adam's body with his hands, but really he didn't. According to the creation account, he, he just spoke and out from the dirt came a man. And of course we know he wasn't alive at that point. It wasn't until the Lord breathed into him his very breath that brought him to life. The one who spoke and the sea was filled with fish, who spoke, and, and, and this is another one to think about, but somehow the, the day and night, somehow the light and dark weren't separate at one point. He spoke and separated the light from the dark, called the light day, called the dark night. He's the one that understands things like that that we can't even fathom. What does that even mean? The light and dark were one for a while. What does that even mean? I mean, it's talking about physical light, not, not metaphorical light and dark, not like, not like the yin-yang. We're talking about like light and darkness. He spoke and divided them and called the light day and the dark night. That one, the one who parted the Red Sea, the one who brought the plagues to Egypt, the one who was with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the burning fire, yet they weren't burned. The one who spoke to Moses from the burning bush. Came to join his creation in a way he hadn't at that point as a man. And creation said, sorry, we don't have room for our creator. 
I'll tell you, if we had a, a God who was selfish and prideful and lifted himself up above everybody else and put his own needs first, he might have taken offense at that. He might have said, okay, well, you know what? You don't have room for me. I don't have room for you. But we don't. We have a God who is love incarnate, which means he's patient and kind. He's not jealous. He's not full of pride. He's not rude. This one blows me away. He doesn't demand his way. It's in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Love does not demand its way. That means God doesn't demand his way. If he had, he might have had a, something to say about no room in the end. But he just was born like you and I were in maybe even a less remarkable fashion. I mean, he could have come in a spectacular way. He could have parted another Red Sea. He could have appeared in a flash of lightning. He could have appeared as a, as a military leader on a, on a horse with a chariot coming down from the sky. He could have made it so that everybody in the world could have seen him at the same time. He could have done that. But he didn't. We are so sometimes excited about God when there is the spectacular involved that we forget sometimes that he's also there in the not so spectacular. He was the God that spoke to Moses in the fire. But in the case of Isaiah, he wasn't in the fire. He wasn't in the wind. He wasn't in the rain. He was in a whisper. Jesus was a man of sorrows, according to the book of Isaiah. He was also, according to Paul, the oil of gladness poured out on him greater than any other. He's not just an either or. He's in all of it. And in moments when we're looking for the spectacular, and we even get a little down sometimes when we're not seeing it, we need to remember that sometimes he's not only in the spectacular but he is always supernatural sometimes it's a baby in a manger sometimes he he is standing in front of the greatest prophet of all time and the greatest prophet says i need you to baptize me and he says no i need you to baptize me and just like thousands before him he's baptized in the same water sometimes it's and dying a thief's death and then raising from the dead to no audience whatsoever why didn't he wait till there was people gathered around the grave to move the stone and come out the only witness that was there was an angel and that wasn't the first time if we go back to Luke chapter 2 verses 10 through 14 The angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God saying glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill towards men. 
want you to remember that today. We talked about this last week for a few moments, but I want you to hear this again if you were here. On the outside, it's a birth like any other birth. On the outside, actually it's a birth maybe even a little more mundane than other births. It's outside of the spectacular altogether. It's surrounded by animals and straw in a field. There may not even have been anybody around even to hear that baby's cry. Yet in the heavens, there was a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God, saying glory to God in the highest, on earth, peace, goodwill towards men. In your everyday life, in the unspectacular, as you commune with Jesus, as you bring Him into every moment of your day, as you invite Him into meals with your family, as you invite Him into your morning routine, as you invite Him into your office, as you invite Him into 2023 with you, there is a vast multitude in heaven who are on your side, who are rejoicing with you. And there's so much happening in the Spirit that our flesh could never comprehend it. I can speak from my own experience. I've seen some spectacular things and I've seen the Lord do some spectacular things and I love it. And I'll rejoice every time. More often, more often, it seems a little more unspectacular. Don't get me wrong, it's always spectacular with Jesus, but sometimes it's just the day to day. And if I don't stop and realize that that baby who was in the manger is with me at that job, that maybe I love it and maybe some days it's feels like a burden, right? Maybe some days we, we love being parents and maybe some days people are getting on our nerves a little bit. That's all right. But we have a Savior who's there in every bit of it. It's up to us to realize it. It's up to us to make the choice those shepherds did to leave their field for a few moments to go find this newborn king or like the wise men who went on a journey that was at least a couple years long probably facing disappointment a few times I, I got a feeling when they got to to uh, Jerusalem they kind of probably thought everybody was going to be talking about the newborn Messiah they knew about him and they were from miles and miles and miles away but you know when they got there there was nobody talking about him that had to be some disappointment but they found him and when they did they laid their gifts down and I can't imagine what they experienced that day but I know they could have missed it if they were looking for a king with kingly robes if they were looking for a hero with a spear and a shield. They didn't find that that day. They found a baby. They found a manger. They found a creator born into a creation that said, we don't have room for you. In your everyday moments, don't be the creation that tells the Lord, I don't have room for you. Don't be the creation that says, I don't have room in this morning routine. I don't have room in this end of year service. I don't have room in this 
moment driving my kids to school or, or preparing these meals for the week right now. Invite Him in. We are the mangers, right? We are the mundane things. Some of us think that way about ourselves. We think, well, I'm not much. What could I even do? Like, what, what, what do you mean? Who am I? I just, I I'm, just, I'm just me. I live in a house in this little city that nobody knows about. I don't really have a chance or I don't make an impact on the world and, and I don't, nobody even knows where I am or who I am. And that sounds like the manger to me. That sounds like a stable to me. That sounds like a, a child being born in the middle of nowhere to me. And we know that's exactly where we find our Savior on day one of His life. He left His heavenly home for the mundane, for the manger, for Bethlehem, for the sick, for the needy. And when we come in contact with that every day, I know we do. Stop saying, who am I? Stop saying, I'm nobody. That is, in a way, saying, no room in the end. You are a child of God. You are a son of the King. You are a daughter of the King. The Holy Spirit that lived inside of Jesus lives inside of you no matter what. He's with you on your best day. He's with you on your worst day. Stop writing yourself off. If you've never experienced the spectacular, you know what? Rejoice in that. Rejoice in that because you have a chance to believe only through faith. And we have a God that rejoices when we believe through faith. And if you've seen the spectacular, rejoice in that. Because you've been privy to some awesome stuff, don't forget it. Remember it. Remember it. Tell everybody else about it. And expect to see more. But don't feel like you're missing out when you're not seeing the heavens parting and, and lightning flashing and a voice echoing from heaven giving you direction. You're not missing anything. You got the Holy Spirit on the inside. Sometimes we need to stop looking out here. And we just need to turn to the whisper from the inside. It may look like a simple manger. It may look like a child being born like any other child. But in the heavens, there's rejoicing. Peace on earth, goodwill towards men. You're not just another stable you're not just another manger we have a god who has delighted living within us he delights in you it says in zephaniah not only does he delight in you he rejoices over you with singing and dancing you're more than enough and you are loved more than you know God is better than the best thought you've ever had about Him. He accepts you more than you've ever felt accepted by anybody or by Him ever. You are bought with a price. You are filled with the Holy Spirit. Your house is filled with joy, peace, hope, and agape love, which we talked about Wednesday. That means unconditional not based on any circumstances except for one and that's that baby 
born in a manger, who was hung between two thieves, died, and then rose again. That's the one circumstance. Amen. Merry Christmas. I'm proud to be a manger, a stable, something that looks pretty plain. One little person in a sea of eight billion people. More than enough, though, to house the Holy Spirit. More than enough. More than enough for a Savior that looks at me and sees so much more. Looks at you and sees so much more. When things look like they're not much on the surface, remember there's a whole nother world. When the shepherds just saw an empty sky, it was really rejoicing. And then their eyes were open to it. Sometimes we just need to open our eyes to what's happening on the deeper level. My prayer is that for this last week of 2022 and for 2023, every one of us will open our eyes to see the spectacular even within what we may think is unspectacular. But really, there's not one moment of our life that's unspectacular. Life itself is a miracle. Your life was spoken into existence. Before you were born, God knew your name and he had a plan for you. If we have had a theme for 2022, this was it. He had a hope and a future for your life before you were ever conceived. He had a plan to prosper you and not to harm you. It's not just a goody two-shoes Christmas Day message. This is the gospel. This is the gospel. You are loved. Sometimes things don't go right, but you're loved. And you got a Savior that's with you right in the middle of the things that don't go right. He doesn't leave you. He doesn't forsake you. He's with you when the things are going right. Let's remember that. Let's not allow ourselves to get lost in the everyday or in the unspectacular. If we do, much like a lot of the world, we'll take a chance on missing the Savior, the greatest gift we've ever been given. Amen? Let's all stand together. Merry Christmas. I love you guys so much. I'm so glad we got to spend this hour together on Christmas morning. And this is how we end our services regularly. I want us to respond to the word. I want us to respond to the, to the word we read today out of Luke chapter 2 and, and, and to what the Lord's speaking to us with a moment of worship and the band will lead us. But let's take just a few more moments together and worship in my prayers. Jesus, we read the Bible and we read about the spectacular and we also read about a baby in a manger and swaddling clothes and in a city that nobody even cared about. You could have come with lightning and chariots, but you came like every single one of us arrived. could have built yourself a castle made of gold you could have lined the walls in silver and, and
brass and you could have you could have built a, a, a giant temple to yourself but instead you said no you will be my temple you your heart will be my temple you didn't want to live in a in a a, 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 a place that that drew everybody's attention and, and that shined and shimmered in the sunlight you wanted to live inside of us and I thank you that if any one of us is tempted to see ourselves as less than a temple of the Holy Spirit then you will bring us back sober us up and remind us who we are we are temples of the Holy Spirit we are sons and daughters we are kings and priests in your kingdom We have all of the authority that Jesus carried. 1 John 4, 17, just like he is in this world, so are we. I thank you for authority over sickness. I thank you for authority over the demonic. I thank you for authority over poverty, over injustice. And I thank you that as you guide our steps, here in this next year and as you guide our steps even throughout this last week of 2022 you will help us to remember who we are and what we carry in every moment of the day that we are so much more than we see on the surface amen amen we love you let's respond here with a few moments of worship